Welcome inside the secret Gibby headquarters here in beautiful Belleville, Ontario for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. I'm Zach McGibbon and no one else is with me for this episode. I am solo for this one as we go through some of the different games for week one. This was picked by you guys in terms of the polls on our social media. Again, if you want to follow the social media, you could search up Gibby's Football Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's where we will have posts for all the latest episodes as well as anything else that uh, sort of interests me in the world of football. So let's continue on. We're not going to take too much time here as we get through these picks. Let's start with Thursday Night Football. As I'm recording, it's taking place tomorrow night, 8.20 p.m. New look. It's going to be interesting. And we've got potentially a Super Bowl preview on our hands here. Bills, Rams, this should be a fun way to kick off the season. The NFL season kickoff on Thursday. Two high-powered teams, one the defending Super Bowl champions, the other a team that many has pegged as their Super Bowl favorites. This should be a real fun one. I like the high-powered offense of the Bills, and their defense is just as good. I think the Rams, in terms of the moves they've made uh, this offseason, you know, they lose OBJ, but they gain Allen Robinson. They lose Von Miller, but then they get in Bobby Wagner. There are some great moves here uh, that the Rams have done, and it makes it such a tough call, but I think I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I know I, I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year, and feel like I have to stand by it, but I like the Bills this year. Uh, just in general, you're going to see Josh Allen in the conversation for MVP later this year, and I think this will be a great showcase for him to start off the year against this really stout Rams defense as well. So I am picking the Buffalo Bills to take the Thursday night football matchup between them and the Rams. Let's move on to some Sunday football. This is when things get really excited. And weeks upon weeks of football every Sunday get started right here. We're going to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. I picked the Eagles to win the NFC East. I had to puke a little bit when I said that and take a long, cold shower. But I just thought that with the way that the Eagles have built themselves this offseason, I think this is a big prove-it year for Jalen Hurts. And I think he's got the talent around him uh, to do some really good things. I really like the receiving core. I like the moves of bringing in A.J. Brown. I think Devontae Smith has a lot of potential on the other side of the ball. And that defense is, is not a bad defense at all. Looking on the other side, looking at the Detroit Lions, you know it's a it's a much improved team. I think some eyes are going to be on Amon Ross St. Brown uh, to be a potential number one receiver option for the Detroit Lions. A lot of questions surrounding Jared Goff in terms of how he's going to be able to perform. Uh, this season, is he going to be the guy? you got some folks saying maybe if the Lions don't meet their potential, they maybe seek out and, and look for uh, a quarterback in the draft for next year. A lot of eyes on this one uh, for, for the start. I'm picking the Eagles to win this one. I like this Lions squad. I think it's going to be much closer than what people are expecting uh, between these two teams. Uh, wouldn't shock me if the Lions win, but we're all about hard picks. we got to make a hard pick here, and I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles reluctantly picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win that one. Let's go to another matchup here. We're going to go 49ers and Bears. And I mentioned with the 49ers, this team is a team that I find kind of gets slept on a little bit. You know, the last couple of years, they've had to deal with some major injuries that have really derailed the momentum of this franchise. But when they are fully healthy, this is a team 
that can compete. We saw them in the NFC Championship game last year. We saw them in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. There's still a lot of that same core. You got, of course, Nick Bosa. Jimmy Garoppolo, not the starting quarterback, obviously. They're going to go with Trey Lance, a little bit more of a dual threat, able to do more not just in the air, but also on his feet as well. This should be an interesting game. You know, for the Bears, I think looking at Justin Fields, it's going to be fascinating how he develops. He's got a new coach. Uh, he's he's got He doesn't have that number one target in Allen Robinson anymore. And so this is still some growing pains going on in Chicago. I really like this 49ers squad. I think they're a sneaky team, a sleeper team that uh, people should be looking at. I think Trey Lance is going to have a big year. Um, I, I love the dual threat uh, option that he brings. I think it brings a lot for Kyle Shanahan, and I think Kyle Shanahan will know what to do with him. And obviously you still have a guy in Debo Samuel on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, that can really do a lot as a playmaking wide receiver. You can have him come out of the backfield. You can have him catch passes. Uh, he brings a whole bunch of versatility, and then you add in a Trey Lance. And I like the running backs on this squad. You know, I, I know it's a running back by committee there, uh, but the running backs on the 49ers are also fantastic. So I'm picking San Fran to win this one. Um, I, I think there's still a lot of question marks surrounding the Chicago Bears and where they go as a franchise and how Justin Fields develops. That's uh, something to keep an eye on for later. Let's go to a divisional matchup. We're going to go Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. And Pittsburgh starting a new era for their team, announcing that Mitch Trubisky will be starting off uh, as the starting quarterback for the team. Not Kenny Pickett. Interesting choice. I thought Pickett played really well uh, during the preseason, but again, it's preseason. You can be a little bit of a lie sometimes. You know, we kind of look back, you know, looking at the other team. You look at Jamar Chase, a guy who a lot of people were saying he had bricks for hands. He was not able to catch anything. Then you see the the amazing rookie season he has last year. So they're going with Mitch Trubisky. You know, I don't think this is a bad team. A lot of people are, are down on the Steelers, but I still think there's a lot of good core players there. I think Najee Harris is, is due for a big year. Um, and, you know, I like this receiving core. I, I think Chase Claypool is still a solid number two that you can rely on. George Pickens has the ability to break out. I think he's a very talented receiver. And, it again, it just kind of goes back to uh, the quarterback side. Is Mitch Trubisky going to be continuing, or should I, sorry, should, is he going to be consistent enough uh, to help bring the Steelers to the promised land? And against this Bengals squad, I don't think they're going to pull out the victory. I think this Bengals team is absolutely loaded on the offensive side of the ball and some good defensive uh, picks as well. Trey Hendrickson still there, obviously. You know, a lot has been said about Eli Apple and his ability to cover on defense, but this is still a solid defense. And you look at the moves they made on the offensive line as well. I mean, that was the big issue for the Cincinnati Bengals heading into this season. I like the moves that they made. I think they're a team to look at. Joe Burrow is really coming into his own as an elite quarterback that uh, people will need to keep an eye on. He could potentially be. I don't think he's quite there yet. I think he's just a tad bit outside the top five, but I'm talking like sixth or seventh. You know, I, I think he's right there. And if he has another big season, he's right in there in the top five. Um, but having said that, I think Cincinnati is taking this divisional matchup. I think that they are the better team of, of the two. Again, I like this Pittsburgh team. I think a lot of people are slipping on them. I don't want to make it sound like every team is being slept on here, but I think Pittsburgh's a talented enough squad and you got a good coach in Mike Tomlin, uh, that could really do some things. Again, you look at the winning seasons that Tomlin's been able to provide with, I think much less in terms of talent, uh, especially on the quarterback side of the ball. I think there's still something there. And of course, you can't go wrong with TJ Watt coming off the edge and 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 you know 
creating havoc uh, for that squad. So I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for this one. We'll go to another divisional matchup. We're going to go Patriots and Dolphins. Patriots are an interesting squad. You know, we talked about it with Mike. Uh, if you want to listen back to our full AFC conference preview, you can head back into the archives and listen to that with Mike Sarkeesian, a big Patriots fan. He's hyped up. He's excited for the Patriots, and he thinks there's a some bright future. I, I, I think there's some good things going on here. I, I like Mac Jones. I think he could have a big year. Um, you know, the receiving core could be interesting. Uh, Jacoby Myers is somebody I've got my eye on in terms of maybe having a breakout. And the defenses for New England are always solid to great, right? It, they're always at least good. Um, and so I don't think it's going to be any different here. On the other side, I look at Miami and I look at all the moves they made. I am very, very enticed by this Miami squad. I, I love the moves they made around, uh, you know, bringing in a Tyreek Hill. I think is such a major acquisition. Uh, bringing in guys like a Chase Edmonds on the running back side, Raheem Mostert. Um, you know, I, I and and also bringing in a Tron Armstead as a, on the offensive line. Again, similar to the Steelers. Although a little bit more of a prove-it year for for Miami, this is a big year for Tua Tagovailoa. Tua needs to show that he can be a starting quarterback in this league and you could win with Tua. Can he do it? I'm not sure. Sometimes I love Tua. Sometimes I don't love Tua. I think there's some elements of his play that I find he's just aggravatingly inconsistent. Um, But I do love the moves. I think Mike McDaniel has the potential to be the next great head coach in this league. Uh, you know, I think he, he, the way he's able to think about an offense and the tools that he's been able to build, I think he's very innovative and we saw that in San Francisco. I think that's going to continue here. I love the pieces that he's able to work with. Um, again, it goes back to Tua. Can Tua Tango Valoa be that consistent starting quarterback that people expect him to be? Wolves see it. Um, in terms of this matchup itself, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I am going to pick the Dolphins in this. I think this is going to be. A coming out party for the Dolphins. I, I'm really excited for this team. I think that they're going to be a team to look out for in that AFC East. I am really looking forward to this Dolphins squad. So I, I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Patriots in this first week of the season. Now we go on to the Browns and the Panthers. This is a game that is circled on Baker Mayfield's schedule, whether he wants to admit it or not. Uh you know, I look at the Browns, obviously, a lot of controversy in the offseason in terms of bringing in a Deshaun Watson, not going to be able to play until much later in this year on an 11-game suspension. And so they have to rely on a Jacoby Brissett to be the starting QB until uh, uh, you get Deshaun Watson back in the lineup. But there's still other moves that they made. You know, Amari Cooper, I obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I'm aware of how Amari Cooper plays. And to me, he's a guy who's a little bit on the decline. He's not a flashy receiver. He's not a showboating receiver. He's a grinded-out receiver. He he makes the tough plays that you need uh, from him, and he can get a 1,000 yards for you. Um, I still think there's a little bit of juice left in Amari, but I think you're starting to see the decline, and I think that's why Dallas traded him. Um, I think they could have gotten more for him, but that's a different story for another day. Um, I look at this Brown squad. I like this defense. Miles Garrett, uh, one of the best defensive players in the league. In terms of the Panthers, obviously, Baker Mayfield comes to them. A big prove-it year for Baker. Uh, I, I like uh, I like Baker. I, I, think he's, I think he got unfairly criticized last year, mainly because of the shoulder injury. I think people were not being fair to him on that aspect of it. Now, having said that, I think Baker's got to realize that, hey, I've got an injury. I'm holding back my team by not being 100%. Um, 
Having said that, it's impacted him now. He gets kicked out of Cleveland, rightly or wrongly. You can debate that. Uh, goes to Carolina. Uh, this receiver squad, you know, I look at a Robbie Anderson. I like a DJ Moore there. I, I, I think he's an underrated receiver. And, of course, you have to look at Christian McCaffrey in terms of his health, in terms of his ability heading into the season. Can he last a full season? Because when you've got Christian McCaffrey in the lineup, you've got a very dynamic player that's able to catch, that's able to run, that's able to bring so many options to this offense. But it's all a matter of staying healthy. Um, Otherwise, this offensive line for Carolina is not good. Uh, It's going to be a tough year for Baker to stay in the pocket. Um, And this defense is all right. There's some good assets there, uh, especially on the linebacker side. But looking at this game, I think Baker's going in with a chip on his shoulder, and I'm going to buy into the hype. We're going to go Panthers over Browns here. I don't think this is, again, I mentioned it on on the AFC preview. I don't see the Browns having this big breakout season this year. I think it's actually going to be a disappointing season for the Browns. I'm going to look at the Panthers here. I think Baker's going in highly motivated, wanting to prove himself. And the best Baker Mayfield you get is a Baker Mayfield with a chip on his shoulder. We've seen that time and time again, going from his time in Oklahoma to even times with Cleveland. Uh, you, you, You just see the pattern with Baker, and I think this is one of those games where it will showcase as well. So I am picking the Carolina Panthers over the Cleveland Browns. Looking at the Colts and Texans, another divisional matchup here for week one. You know, I got the Colts. Uh, Texans still very much a rebuilding team. You know, Davis Mills was an interesting player last year, uh, a, a rookie quarterback that I don't think a lot of people were expecting that much out of. You know, the rookie quarterbacks last year, other than a Mac Jones, really didn't get a chance to really come have a coming out party. It was very much a learning year. And so in terms of all the players that uh, all the quarterbacks, I should say, all the rookie quarterbacks uh, last year, I think Davis Mills was somebody that a lot of people were impressed by. Now, I'm not as high up on Davis Mills as others are. I think there's just something where I think he's got had some very simple play calling that he was able to do effectively. Can he do the more complex calls? Can he throw a deep ball? That's my more question with Davis Mills. And he's got a good receiver, Brandon Cooks, underrated, a, a wide receiver one in my mind, uh, that he could throw to. But, you know, I look at this, Damian Pierce as the starting running back. We'll see a rookie running back. You can always, it's always hit or miss, I find. Um, but this Colts team, I mean, this is a big year. I, I Matt Ryan, they bring him in. They're continuing on taking on older quarterbacks instead of going into the draft and finding a younger quarterback. They're trying to find the proven quarterback to take them through the playoffs. And Matt Ryan is somebody that, can be a quarterback, obviously, went to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, what happened at Super Bowl is another story. But I look at this Colts squad. I think Matt Ryan still has some juice left. And, of course, you got Jonathan Taylor in that back uh, backfield. That's just, you know, he's still a guy that can really produce. Um, so he's going to be a dynamic threat for the Colts. And that offensive line is wonderful. Um, an interesting squad. Uh, I'm picking the Colts in this one. I think they're just straight up the better team. I think the Texans are in for another rough season. Uh, Lovey Smith obviously being the head coach. I'm not too thrilled about that one. I, I think, uh, you know, he, you know he, he's, he was been able to prove himself elsewhere, but I don't know if he could still be a head coach in the NFL. And so I'm picking the Colts over the Texans in that one. Another divisional matchup we're going to go to, we're going to the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, two of the bottom feeders in my mind of uh, the worst division in football. Uh, in that NFC South. I am uh, not too uh, keen 
on either team. I, I like the Saints more. Um, I think the Falcons can be rough. I mean, you're going to get some highlights with Cordell Patterson and a Kyle Pitts, but uh, this is I not on the Marcus Mariota uh, bandwagon. I don't think he's a guy that can help you uh, as a starting QB. Very much rebuilding year for the Falcons. For the Saints team, they lose Sean Payton, a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, they keep Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, I, I look at this. It, there's still a lot of questions about Alvin Kamara, and you don't have Michael Thomas for a while. This could be rough. Um, but looking at this, I think the Saints, again, just looking at it from a roster perspective, I, I like the Saints team much better. And so I am picking the New Orleans Saints. Not going to go too deep on that one. I, I think the, we're t- looking at two of the lower teams in, in this division, and I don't see either of them making the playoffs by the end of the year. Ravens and Jets, a lot of eyes on Lamar Jackson in terms of his contract situation. What's going to happen with Lamar? Uh, Is he going to sign a fully guaranteed deal? Um, No matter what happens, deal or not, I think Lamar is in for a a good season. Um, This Jets squad, they don't have Zach Wilson. They're going to rely on Joe Flacco, a former starting QB for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, I, I looked at the young pieces for New York, and I think there's a solid team there that could really be built. And, you know, you, you got a Robert Sala as coach that, that the players love. And I think there's a core there. Again, I'm aware, well aware it's the Jets, but I think there's a core there that's really being developed. And if they you, you have a guy in Joe Douglas as GM that I think has made some really good moves, um, you know, losing Makai Becton's not great, but... I look at this Jets squad and they could they could make some noise a little bit. It depends as well on, on Zach Wilson in terms of his second year. Can he get over those first year jitters he had? Um, and he's got some talented young receivers. I like Garrett Wilson. I think Elijah Moore could be due for a big season. Um, and the running back core, you know, everybody's talking about Brees Hall, the, the rookie running back. But Michael Carter's still somebody I think. That could be reliable. Uh, I, I So I'm keeping my eye on Michael Carter. And a good defense. I, I think there's a good defense there for the Jets. Um, having said all that, I'm still picking the Ravens. <laughs> I'm still picking the Ravens to win this one. You know, I know the Ravens wide receiver core with a Devin DuBernay and a, and a, and a Rashad Bateman. You know, it, it could be better as far as a receiving core. I'm still questioning trading away Hollywood Brown. But you still have a Mark Andrews at tight end that could be reliable. And... You know, they don't have – also depends on where J.K. Dobbins fits uh, in this first week. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Um, looks like he's not going to play as, as far as I'm reading. Um, but I still think the Ravens, especially on the defensive side, I like Kyle Hamilton as, a, as the safety there. Um, the rookie safety coming in from Notre Dame, I think he's a, a solid player. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. I got Ravens over the Jets. Jaguars and Commanders. This should be an interesting matchup. This is uh, not one of the peak games for this first week, let's say. Um, I've got the Commanders winning this one. I think the Jaguars are... I I think Trevor Lawrence is going to make some steps this year. I think he's just way too talented of a quarterback. I think the skill set that he has is just just unreal, uh, to be quite honest. Just the stuff that he was able to do at Clemson. Um, I think his receiving core could be better. I don't know if Christian Kirk is a number one receiver. We'll see this year. Isaiah Jones is there as well. Um, Running backs are interesting. You know, a Travis Etienne, James Robinson's still there. Um, This could be a better year for the Jags. Um, Much better head coach and Doug Peterson. They don't have to worry about Urban Meyer. 
Um, I think Peterson will be able to work with Trevor Lawrence uh, much better. In terms of the commanders, I mean, there's so much going on around them, not just on the field, but off the field, all the way up to ownership. Uh, I think it's going to be a rough, rough year for the commanders. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I don't think he could be a starting quarterback uh, option that, that can win you games. Um, there's guys I like. I like an Antonio Gibson. I, I know he didn't have the greatest preseason, but I still like Antonio Gibson. And of course, uh, you, you still got some good players in Terry McLaurin um, as well. And so I think the Washington is going to take the win in this one. Uh, I think the Jags could make some strides here. I think, but looking at this, this, these two rosters, I think Washington is the uh, better team. Let's go to uh, the four twenty-five games. We're moving out of the one o'clock into the four twenty-five, and we'll start with a divisional matchup between the Packers and the Vikings. A classic rivalry between the two. A lot of questions surrounding the Packers, especially when it comes to their wide receivers. Are their wide receivers good enough? to help carry them back in the playoffs, back to an NFC championship game, back into the playoffs, really. Um, and, you know, you got Alan Lazard. You got some uh, young players as well. Uh, I believe Christian Watson as well, another receiving option coming out of the draft. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, big year. I mean, it seems like a lot of guys, they, they need to have a big year this year. But for Aaron Rodgers, I think you just wonder in terms of motivation, um, he's already going after younger wide receivers um, and not being able to catch the ball. Could be tough, but this defense uh, doesn't get enough love, I think, uh, as, as a team. Um, in terms of the Vikings, I, I always get frustrated with this Viking squad because I think the talent is totally there for them to make a run. It's just putting it all together and making that run. I don't know about Kirk Cousins. I think he's a better quarterback than people give him credit for, but is he a guy that could win you? games of the fourth quarter that remains to be seen i still think there's some juice left in dalvin cook justin jefferson is an elite wide receiver easily top five receiver i would argue top three receiver in this league um i think they have some weapons adam thielen still as a really great number two option he could be a number one on other teams i look at this squad and i just see so much talent and i see so much potential but they're never able to put it together until now I think the Vikings are going to beat the Packers on on this occasion. I think I think there's th- this receiver core. I think they got to do some more building. I don't. I'm not sure about Rodgers. I, I I'm I'm questioning Rodgers a little bit. So I'm going to make the bold pick here. I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings over the Green Bay Packers. I think that will shock some people. But I just look at the way this Minnesota squad is going. They got a new head coach, new general manager. I I know they bring back Kirk Cousin, but this but the talent is still there. And sometimes maybe I'll be I'm being blinded by the talent, but I think this talent is 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 good enough. They've always brought uh, close games to the Packers. I think it'll be another such uh, for this game, but I think the Vikings are going to edge this one out and win this one. Titans and Giants. You know Tennessee. A lot of people looked at them as a fraud last year as the division winner, and were they really that good? And they could be taking a little bit of a step back this year, but I like this Titans squad to win their division. I like Mike Variable as a coach, and they replace A.J. Brown with Traylon Burks, and you look at the comps between the two. Traylon Burks, a lot of the comps is similar to an A.J. Brown, so you wonder why they picked Traylon Burks in the draft. Um, you know, can Ryan Tannehill get it done? I think he could. Can Derrick Henry still have another good season in him? I think he does. Um, I think this defense is still good. I, I'm 
still high up on this Titan squad. I, I still think they've got some good pieces here. Um, in terms of the Giants, I mean, D- Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Uh, I don't think this will be a great season for him. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony is somebody I've got circled as, as a potential breakout threat. He had that one really great game against the Cowboys. And then really after that, as far as I can remember, he did not have any other great, really stellar games. He had some good games, but not that stellar game he had like he did with Dallas. And so I look at this Giants team. I think there's still some building to do. Uh, I don't know if uh, Daniel Jones is the guy to be the starting quarterback for the Giants. I'm picking the Titans to win this one. Raiders and Chargers division matchup and a very heated division. The arms race division. So many different players, talented players going into that division. And I look at this Chargers squad. I look at this Raiders squad. I like this Raiders squad. I like this Chargers squad. I I think both are good teams. I think the Chargers are the better team and I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this one. I love the the moves they made on defense. I know they had, uh, I believe JC Jackson is injured, but I still love the moves they made on defense and this offense. I mean, Justin Herbert is a guy that people have got penciled in as somebody that could have a potential MVP season. Austin Eckler is, is absolutely a guy you can rely on running back and the receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, still very, very good. I really like this charger squad and I think they're going to get the win here. This Raiders team, you know, you got a Josh McDaniels in there. I like Derek Carr. I think he is a, a really solid quarterback, an underrated quarterback, and now he's got that option, Devontae Adams, uh, quite like that. Um, you know, drafting has not been on their side for the Raiders, but uh, having looked at all of it, I, I'm picking the Chargers to win this one. I think they've got the better team in that one. Looking at the Chiefs and Cardinals, another 425 game, the last 425 game, and a Cardinals team that... You know, they don't have Hopkins, so you got Hollywood Brown in there for a little bit. And Kyler Murray coming off of a very tumultuous offseason in terms of his contract negotiations, but eventually getting a new deal. I like Kyler Murray. I, I think he's got some good skills. I think he's a good dual threat. Um, you know, he did not have a great performance in the playoffs, but I think it's going to be a classic Cardinals team. I think you're going to see them off to a really strong start. Could they upset the chiefs here? Maybe, maybe I, I, you know, we look at the chiefs, not as strong of a receiving core as we've seen in years past, getting rid of uh, a Tyree kill and bringing in Marquez Valdez Scantling and also uh, Juju Smith Schuster sky Moore coming in. He's a guy I, I'm fascinated with. He, he's somebody that maybe could develop, but uh, you still got a good running back in Clyde's Edward Hilaire. And, of course, you got Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. Um, I look at this. I'm going to pick Cardinals here. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to be off to the hotter start. Um, Not to say I think that they're the better team, but there's just something about it where I think the Chiefs have these periods where they just get off to these rough starts. They're not hot. They, They come off sluggish and slow and... They don't look like the Chiefs that we know, and I look at the talent that's kind of you know left from that squad. I like the Cardinals here, man. I, I'm picking the Cardinals to take the win, a, a, a sleeper pick for me. We go to the Sunday Nighter. This is uh, a pick that I think a lot of people are wondering for me. This is the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Sunday Night Football. Do I do it? Do I pick the Cowboys here? Do I pick the Cowboys to 
beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a returning Tom Brady, and you got a Chris Godwin, you got a Mike Evans, and you got Julio now on this squad, and that defense, oh, Devin White is great. And yeah, you know what? I am picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this game because I think the defense for Dallas is good. Um, I like Micah Parsons. I, I'm a big fan of Trayvon Diggs. Um, I, 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 I really like this defensive squad. Neville Gallimore is a guy to keep an eye out for on the defensive front uh, to potentially have a good year. Um, and you know what? I've been critical of this offense. I look at the receivers. You know, C.D. Lamb is a number one. Is remains to be seen for me personally. Uh, I know a lot of people are high up on him to have a big season, but I don't know if he could be a number one. We'll see. Um, and then everything else, you know, losing James Washington is not great. Um, you know, so they're relying on Simi Fajoko and uh, other guys on that squad that I, I'm not as confident on uh, to, to really uh, take that next step. Um, Zeke Elliott, I believe this is his final year of his deal. If not uh, two years, I'm pretty sure this is his final year. Uh, they're insistent on making him the focal point of the offense in terms of uh, the focal running back, I should say. I'm a big believer in Tony Pollard. I think he's a guy who could be an RB1. Um, who He brings a new edge uh, to that running game, and I think he's a much more dynamic player than Zeke is at this point. Um, I think they've kind of run Zeke into the ground. Um, and this offensive line, losing Tyron Smith is not great, but hey, ever since I recorded that podcast with, with Bunda, we brought in... Jason Peters, the former left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he's still got some game, if he's still got some juice, maybe, maybe. But this is not the same offensive line that we're used to, uh, that we've been used to, I should say, for many years. Um, but having said that, I think Dak Prescott is a good, is a, is a very good to great quarterback um, who has the ability to be somebody that could be elite. But in terms of the case of Dak Prescott, uh, I think he's got to be more consistent this year. He had a lot of games where he just last year where he just did not look good, and it, that's got to change, and especially with a receiver core that doesn't have Amari Cooper anymore. Uh, Michael Gallup is not coming back until a little bit later in the season, so they have to use what they've got so far. And having said all that, I still like this Cowboys squad to win. I think this is a big prove-it game for them. I look back to their last a big night game against the Bucks, and the, so close to beating them, but the, the, the Bucks were able to come through. I think that's still stuck in their heads. There's still a lot of players from that team that are on this team. And so I am picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this one. Go Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. And then we finish up our look, our week one picks with the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Broncos country, let's ride. Because I'm picking you to win this game against the Seahawks. I've said before that I don't see the Broncos making the playoffs, not because I think they're a bad team or, or a horrible team or anything like that, but mainly because I think the division is just so loaded and I don't think they made enough moves to win it. I know some will say Kansas City's not going to win the division, but I look at this Denver squad, and I think there's still some room to grow. I like the receivers. Losing Tim Patrick is not great, but a Jerry Judy, a Cortland Sutton is still some reliable options they can go with. And, of course, Russell Wilson is, is a fantastic quarterback. Javante Williams is a guy that everybody is looking at to have a breakout season on the, runnings, on the, on the, on the backfield side of the ball. And so I look at that, and this defense is still very good. Um... 
I got the Broncos winning this. Seahawks is going to be a rough year for you guys if there's any Seahawks fans listening because, uh, you know, you still got Tyler Lockett and you still got DK Metcalf, but, you know, Chris Carson is gone. You know, he, very good running back. That didn't get enough love. Very unfortunate how he left the league in terms of his injuries. No longer having Russell Wilson. This is not the same Legion of Boom defense. And, you know, I, I think this is going to be a rough year. I, I don't, I cannot have faith in a team that relies on Geno Smith. Geno Smith as your starting quarterback in 2022. I just can't. I, I, I don't know what it is <laughs> that makes Geno Smith more appealing than Drew Locke. I know he didn't have the greatest game. I know Dallas really tore him up. Uh, talking about Drew Locke here in the preseason, but I still think you traded for him. You got to try and see what you've got with Drew Locke. Um, maybe we'll see him later this season. I just can't foresee Geno Smith saying as QB1 for the rest of the year. I just don't see it. Um, and I think this Denver's team is a much better squad. I'm picking Denver to beat the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And so there you go. That is your week one picks. If you haven't already, go back and listen to our older episodes where I give, with some guests, of course, a, a more of a season outlook in terms of each team, not just by the week, but throughout the whole season. Where do we see these teams landing? Where, where Which teams are going to make the playoffs? Which teams aren't going to make the playoffs? So if you haven't heard those episodes yet, you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening in for the first time, go back and listen to those episodes. The NFC and AFC previews are up online right now. Very excited for some of the games coming up. I thought the NFL season we had last year was just awesome. Really looking forward to it this year. Um, I'm really looking forward to the games. It's it's so good. We got the fantasy football going on. In fact, I've got a fantasy football draft after this recording, and so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, we got a very exciting season up ahead. I'm really excited to be doing this podcast for you guys. I know we're three episodes in, but still. Very excited to be talking football, and we're going to be bringing on some different guests. In fact, for the rest of the season, we're going to do a recap of the week before and then do picks afterwards, and that's going to be all in one episode. We're going to have some different guests, maybe some more solo ones like this one, but we'll see. Um, But I do have a guest lined up for next week that I'm really looking forward to bringing them on and talking some football at the end of week one. And keep an eye out on the feed, uh, looking to do a Hard Knocks season review for the Detroit Lions. I have not seen the final episode yet, but I have seen the other episodes, and I'm going to try and find a Lions fan to come on and, and talk about this, this, this season of Hard Knocks, a, a fantastic television show I watch every year. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, this should be a lot of fun, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, and also, you know, follow on the social media, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, search up Gibby's football podcast. I believe on Instagram, it's football Gibby. That's the handle. Uh, if you're looking for me for Facebook, again, Gibby's football podcast. And if you're looking for me on Twitter at Zach Z A C H underscore McGibbon M C G I B B O N. That's where you will find me there. I'll occasionally shoot off some football takes and Hey, if you're also a professional wrestling fan, Make sure to listen to the This Is Wrestling podcast. Subscribe to the TSN 1200 Ottawa podcast feed, and you'll be able to find the latest episodes of This Is Wrestling there. We are breaking down everything that's going on in the world of wrestling, and as we're recording, it is a crazy time in the world of wrestling, so lots to cover there as well. Um, But that's where I leave you. We'll see you on the next episode. Looking forward to this upcoming football season. We've got some exciting content coming up for Gibby's Football Podcast. Stay tuned, but until then, 
We'll see you on the next episode.